welcome to the Gray Space episode 18. We've got Kyle Lockheed to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> but Kyle's a fascinating bloke, but I, I think this might be a really relatable episode. Thanks for joining us on the, the podcast, brother. Cool. Thanks for having me. Let's just encapsulate you a little bit. Like you're an East Coast Australian uh, male. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're a good looking bloke with good surfing ability. You've got sort of, you know, you, you, you've got, a, from an outsider's perspective, probably a pretty lovely life. Um, yeah. Talk to us about some of the challenges that you've experienced on earth in your 30 something years. Can you just, can you just fire into that? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, from the outside looking in, people must think, man, that guy's got such a cool cruisy life. He's you know, grew up on the beach, you know, awesome support of friendship and friends and family, you know, you know, then he went traveling, he's been around all these places, met all these people, you know, he's just having fun, having a good old time. But when you're on the other side of that, you know, obviously you feel those things too, but there's the other side where, you know, you doubt yourself, you, you know, put yourself down a lot maybe don't think that you've got what it takes to sort of fit in with society or, you know, be that man that you're meant to grow into, etc. So yeah, I think from the outside in, like, yeah, cruisy old little life, but then internally and for myself, and this is something I've just been sort of diving into in the last few years is really who I am and where I'm going and what I want to do and what kind of, what kind of influence I want to leave behind as well. You mentioned some external factors there where do you have what it takes to fit into society and are you going to be the man that you are meant to be? Those two sort of assumptions, which are, I suppose, imposed on us. Can you talk to some of your sense of inadequacy in regards to that stuff? Yeah, a big one I've been dealing with lately is definitely self-doubt. Um, you know, from a younger age, I thought I was fairly creative and was enjoying, you know, being creative either with music or my surfing behind the lens of a camera, etc. And somewhere along the lines in my life, I've started to doubt myself and to put that, you know, that negative uh, expression on myself. And just recently, I've been trying to like focus on that and being more open to sharing and yeah, believing in myself, really how, just believing in myself. Yeah. How does the doubt take form? Can you tell me some of the, the self-talk? Can you, can you give me examples? For sure. You, just one of the biggest things, especially with, you know, technology and the internet these days, just comparing yourself to others and seeing what other people are doing or where you think you should be with what, you know, what, you've done or what you want to do etc and then you know looking at your own stuff and just going oh it's not good enough or you know could have been better stuff like that so yeah definitely comparison when you're comparing yourself to others and um what's been a liberating factor in that journey has there been some times or some moments or some thoughts that have set you free from that yeah, definitely. I think um, 
starting to actually listen to the positives. It's a funny thing to think. You hear a positive comment, you hear a negative comment, etc. But actually listening to those positives and remembering them. And like I've started journaling a lot, uh, writing things down, you know, sitting in meditation, stuff like this, but just remembering those positive moments that someone gives you or someone says, hey, dude, that was sick. Like, do that again or high five, whatever. Like, um, sitting in that moment and letting go of the rest. It sounds like the maybe the negative comments have taken the form of maybe a social media comment. Um, is that what it is? It can be that. It can be, you know, a, a personal one as well where you like, you know, like I said, compare yourself to someone, something, and you go, oh, you know, but what if I did that or what if, what if kind of thing. But, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, hey. Where do you put your value now? Where does your value come from, bro? Definitely back into myself, hey. Putting my value in my, like, seeing my ideas come to fruition, seeing my plans and stuff and stopping to worry about other people and how people will react to it or what people will think and just putting it out there. So just just this year, actually, and with all these lockdowns and, um, you know, work changing for a lot of people. I actually just started my own business for the first time and actually decided to do my own thing now, which has been huge. Definitely opened up some uh, doors and lifted some big boulders and found some raw uh, emotions and energies along the way. So talk us through, you experienced the death of your mother uh, earlier on in your, in your life. Mm -hmm. Do you mind talking us through how life progressed after that and how you sort of reconciled some of those feelings. Yeah, for sure. No, I love talking about this, um, which shocks people. <laughs> a lot of people will find that a bit unusual, but yeah, my mother was a beautiful woman and very strong, happy, wild woman. And her early departure 10 years ago now, just over 10 years, um, you know, really put a, a huge change into the way the family dynamic was at home, how me and my two younger brothers all handled that, you know, my father losing his, the love of his life, et cetera. And it really opened up uh, ways we found to cope. And one of the big things I did was I fled. I ran away. I, um, I moved overseas and kind of jumped into like the surf party scene in the Southwest of France you know, hid behind the bottle, hid behind the barrel if I got one. <laughs> you know, I was just chasing that kind of high feeling. You know, I didn't really give that much time to experience that grief and loss. Like we sat there obviously with it for a little while and was like, yeah, that sucked. It's happened. You know, mum's gone, but she wouldn't want us to sit around and be sad and whatever. And I found it much easier to deal with it by escaping and to yeah, jump on a plane and fly overseas and almost put it behind me, which some say is a little bit healthy, but definitely a lot says unhealthy. Not actually, you know, being a man and looking at that tough situation in your life and saying, right, I need to face this and I need to deal with, with this and I need to process these emotions and like let them out too. 
how did you let them out and how did you process them? I, well, the first, and only just the first, like, last seven or eight years, I processed that and dealt with that in the worst possible ways. Like, I would, you know, hide it with alcohol and then and partying and, you know, having a good time and chasing waves and stuff like that. But then that would build up and that would bottle up and become frustration, anger. You know, I'd get too drunk, snap it, lose it. Um, you know, lose it to myself as well, get angry at myself, beat myself up, you know, hide it away in a way. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it felt like a good release at the time doing it, but the repercussions and then the next day that the, it was way worse and, or even a week later. So just recently now I've actually started to really learn to sit with my emotions, um, communicate. This has been a big one starting to speak to people about how I actually feel, especially my partner. That's been a big, big game changer. That's really interesting. So in retrospect, although we don't have the, uh, the opportunity to go back and do things differently, in retrospect, what would have you done differently in terms of coping with that grief? I think now if I could go back, it would have been to actually sit and spend time with it, speak to other people, especially reach out to other people who've been in similar situations and, and be vocal about my actual feelings. I think a lot of the time I went into trying to help other people or listening to what other people had to say about their situations, and which is great. Like I'm all for helping people, but I wasn't helping myself. And yeah, Definitely, definitely wish I had a, a quicker, more mature mind like I do now mm. about the situation. Beautiful, mate. But that's that's always looking back though, isn't it? Yeah, Hindsight's yeah. always twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's that's beautiful, and I really appreciate your honesty. I think it's really helpful. It's 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 wonderful to talk to someone who has. It sounds like you've done some sort of knowing yourself uh, over the last, particularly the last ten years. In the last couple of years and you've sort of established that maybe your approach through your 20s um you weren't that sort of loud proud confident you're more of a potentially someone who didn't mind taking the back seat and going with the flow and sort of and 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 letting other people sort of speak up which is great i think it's really important to have everyone's perspective on this podcast and 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 figure out what the challenges for different personality types are and uh so from what i'm hearing you've kind of been honest about your feelings and been able to talk about them and process them and sit with them for for people that don't know what sitting with emotions is can you describe what that is for you yeah so spending time in that feeling now a lot of the time people feel, you know, you feel excited about something, you feel good. You're like, oh, it feels great. So you run to it. And then the other side of things that you feel like pain, misery or hurt or, you know, there's a lot of emotions. You feel those and you go, oh, it's bad. I don't like that feeling. So you, you leg it, you run from it. And that's what I did, you know. And now taking time and actually sitting in that emotion and allowing yourself to let the tears well up 
have some come out, which I still struggle with. I still really have trouble crying. Um, you know, my partner's always begging me to cry. It sounds weird. She's like, you got to let it out, darling. You got to like, you know, it builds up in the chest. It gets in my throat and I hold it there. And I think that's the right thing to do. But now I'm starting to learn. I've just got to get it out. Mm. And sitting in that emotion, just definitely spending time with that feeling. It, you know, we're designed to hurt. We're designed to feel pain. It's all part of it. Um, so, yeah, I think sitting with your emotions and sitting with that, that feeling, that pain, or whatever emotion it is you're feeling, is really important to, to progress and to understand where you want to go with that. Cool. And I'm guessing sitting doesn't necessarily need mean sitting physically. Sometimes you can just being be playing a, a more low-key kind of occupation of life, you know, you're just going through day to day, but not necessarily running from things. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Sitting, sitting with emotion. You can do it in any way. Um one of the big things for me just recently too that just made me think of is is I've started to reach out and actually ask for help or you know, invest in a coach um, with my feelings, with my goals in life and stuff like that. And that's been a huge, big, big game changer for me as well. Um, so finding out what works for me by talking to other people and how you can process those feelings and mm. stuff. So like everyone talks about meditation. Meditation's great. I actually really enjoy it. But for me, my physical build and how I like things is moving meditation so I like obviously surfing is great um riding my push bike getting in the garden trimming some trees you know mowing the lawn it's a funny one but mowing the lawn is Mm. I come out of mowing the lawn and my brain just feels so relaxed Mm. and my heart just feels so at ease Mm. um because I had that time to just focus on one thing and not stress about anything else and Thoughts come in and out freely and whatnot. So yeah, mm, really there's cool. Many man. Ways, yeah, there's many ways you can do it. Hey, yeah, beautiful. I completely relate to that, and that's kind of what I was alluding to. You know, when we're asked to sit with emotions, uh, whether it be sadness, depression, anxiety, regret, um, maybe just an over busy mind. Um, you know, sitting in a chair. Um, just wanted to sort of delineate between whether that was. That was kind of what you're talking about or, or, or sitting with it more metaphorically in, in mowing the lawns, walking to the beach, going to work, coming home, you know, just doing daily stuff, cooking dinner, and then letting your mind process things according to its own pace. And yeah, it's really beautiful, man. I think that's, that's really special. When we were um, chatting earlier, I, I think there's a really um, kind of cool reflection you had if if you don't mind talking about it, it was you sort of mentioned that a couple of times, particularly on birthdays, you really had a blowout with alcohol and and sort of ended up with this regret. And there was some things that you hadn't dealt with that emerged. And I mean, everyone can have a good laugh and yeah, yeah, he's gone, he's fucked up, and you know everything's good and we're having fun and blah blah blah. But there it, there was a degree of uh, embarrassment involved for you, wasn't there? Yeah, fully. Like, you know, the, the class clown gets a good laugh and people remember those jokes and whatnot and the funny things, pull your pants down, ha-ha. But it gets old <laughs> and, it, and it does grow on you eventually, you know, you start to realise. But, uh, yeah, you know, 
well, so my mum's passing was four days after my birthday. And so it's, a, it's obviously a sensitive time and you have that, you have that lead up to your birthday, you get all excited, you know, your phone, your phone blows up, you get a million messages on your birthday, that excitement levels through the roof. You knock the top off a couple of frosty ones. You have a good time with your mates and whatever, you know? And then the next day it's your radio silence, you know, your phone's off almost like maybe one person forgets and oops, sorry, I missed your birthday, whatever. But that, that rush that you had for your birthday and then the next day down low. And then obviously, you know, and unfortunately for me, you know, a few days later is my mum's anniversary of a passing. So it's a nut, it's like a double down, you know, and then you mix that with, you know, the, obviously the downs of alcohols and whatever and stuff like that, you know, it, it was a really bad, tough time. It put me into some negative spirals. So, you know, I used to do things like I thought it'd be funny to, instead of having a birthday, I had a birth week, that birth week turned into a birth fortnight, birth fortnight turns into a birth month. So pretty much September was a write-off, um, you know, and it, from September one on my birthday, right till the, you know, first of uh, October, I'd be just wasted and stupid and do something crap, you know, like, I'd, you know, or like you said earlier, your, your emotions bottle up, all that sort of stuff. You have all those negatives and, and you throw in alcohol on top and just all of a sudden, bang, and I've had it, you had a blowout. You've done something like having a few beers on your birthday is fine. That's, you know, and I would never say not to do that for anyone, but to the point where you're masking something, you're hiding something, and then you have an aggressive reaction. And you not only hurt yourself, you embarrass yourself, you hurt people around you, you know, people you love and care the most about. And you have those. Yeah, unfortunately, you remember those negative things of those times way more than you do those funny little positive bits before it. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I can, I'm sitting in now just having nearly every birthday flashback from the last, you know, 10 years, just going, what did I do that for? You know, like, <laughs> it's beautiful to hear you talk honestly about it. And um, how are you feeling in life now, man? Um, you're 30, how old? 37. 37. Yeah, same age as me. Uh, and how's how's life shaping up in your mind? You you sort of said earlier that you're 53 days sober, which is cool, man. That's a great achievement. Um, mm-hmm. I'm personally yeah about 10 weeks sober too. And well, how do you feel about life now? And where where do you want to go? Like I'm not talking about what people think of you, just you within you. Mm. Yeah, the 53 days sober, and I'm I'm going for 90 is my little goal for myself, um, which sounds like not much when you look at it like that, 90 days. Oh. But when I think about those last 10 years and so I struggled to think of a weekend where I didn't have a beer or whatever. So, yeah, I'm really stoked on my 53 days so far and continue on for that. Where I see myself going with this, I personally, I'm really loving how it's been since my last blowout and how I've been over these a couple of weeks now. I see myself growing rapidly uh, and I feel that too. And obviously there's the the greatness of growing. There's the scary side of it that comes as well, which even, even just yesterday I had like a little moment, like a panic attack sort of thing, like an anxiety overload where I was just like, well, it's all happening so fast and whatever. Um, heaps of self-doubt came jumping back in again but now having that clarity 
of being able to sit there and think about it and go, well, is that true? Do I know that to be physically true? You know, am I actually in that situation or am I just sort of telling myself these things? So yeah, I'm really excited for where my mind, my heart and life is shaping up to be. Yeah. Mm, That's really great news, man. I'd love to just know uh, a little bit about what you mentioned as a panic attack yesterday Uh, Just for people's, I think these are much more common than we give them credit for. And I think these kind of overloads of overwhelm sensations actually are really common in our own individual lives. And do you want to talk us through what that experience was like yesterday? Yeah, sure. Just that overwhelming, you know, heaviness weighing down on you, like feeling like there's not enough hours in the day to get things done yet that I'm self-sabotaging at the same time. And instead of doing things that I want to be doing, like on my business and in life, I'm finding little jobs and tasks because I know I can do them easily. They pull me away from those, you know, those life-changing goals that I have, as opposed to like, man, does it really matter if the dishes don't get done? You know? So yesterday I had like that full overwhelming feeling um, of just not being enough and not being good enough to offer help and support to people uh, in my new business venture and doubting myself that I have the ability to do these things to, you know, to support and help people. And yeah, I had to fully sit with it. Again, that word comes back, but you know, like we had to, I had to fully sit down and take a moment, take some big, deep breaths, speak to my partner, which was hard because the easiest person to take it all out on is your loved ones. And, you know, I was grumpy so so grumpy (laughs) but yeah just to be actual honest and speak about it let those feelings out so yeah yesterday was a heavy day it was a it was a very unforgiving feeling and taking the time and sitting with it thinking about it and then communicating it i'm guessing that your business might be you you're helping support people with coaching or something or yeah i'm moving into that that world so it's um it's called low-key creative agency where we're doing like targeted content creation and strategic social media support for people with small businesses you know after seeing all these businesses boom during the lockdowns and stuff these bigger businesses and small businesses being left behind and people not coping or understanding how to put themselves out there and push their businesses that way but yeah having that self-doubt is one of the biggest things and i see myself doing it and i know i'd I know I have the ability to do it. I know I have the strengths and I have these creative ideas and everything that I can put into play. But then you self-doubt yourself or you overthink it, you step out of your uh, positive strength and you'd end up not doing it. And one of the, like I said earlier, one of the things I do is I run away. I step back and retreat and go, oh, not good enough, can't do it. So yeah, now I've been stepping into that and so yeah, it's going great. What were the resolving factors yesterday? the main resolving factors that helped settle you? It took time. It took, it took a good time to sit and have a good breathe and sit in that feeling, have that uncomfortableness, and then to, to question myself and with, my, with the support and help my partner, like, do I really believe that belief that I had in my head that I'm not good enough or that what, I'm, what I create is not good enough? And you sit and think with it for a while and you go, hang on, that's not entirely true. Or you might think it's a bit true then sit with a bit longer and go, right, is that really true? Do you have a definitive truth? Can you, can you write down a paper that is physically true? No, of course not. 
what I have, I have, I have value for people and people are going to want that. And so then sitting in that situation and turning it around. So like, do I, do I believe what I can do help other people? What I have, can that help people and spinning that around and then helping out and supporting myself and looking at like, of course I can. And seeing that. So that big changing moment is just sitting in that feeling and thinking about it and looking at it from that different angle, thinking about it from a different light. Cool, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's been cool to um, bump back and forth a little bit and it's been such an honest conversation. I really appreciate it. And any way uh, or form I can kind of help progress what you're trying to do and um, stay connected. I'd love to mate. And I really appreciate you sharing openly, you know, some of the challenges of your life. That's super important for people that might be kind of, you know, riding along in their cars or, or walking to the beach or whatever they're doing. And um, I, I hope it's, uh, yeah, it's a good experience when we, we launch the episode live and, and, and connect with a few people. I really appreciate it, Kyle. Cheers, man. Yeah. And I really appreciate you um, having the space for people to, hear these things come from different perspectives and just opening up that conversation and yeah, just being brave enough to, you know, it's a hard thing to do, but just, just speak your mind. 